passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and here it is. We have officially made it to our third season finale of this show. This is our 30th episode of season three, and it's our 103rd episode overall since starting the show at the start of the 2020 season. And now here we are wrapping it up once again. All the softball, all the covering our bases, all the foul tips of the week, all of the amazing guests that have shared their stories And most importantly, listeners like you, we made it happen together. So thank you, truly. And stay tuned for what we're cooking up for 2023. Before we get started, some quick reminders for the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe in Softball is also on YouTube, so subscribe because the video is worth it. Okay, let's go through today's batting order. First, we'll cover our bases, give you some news and call-outs from the softball world here in 2022. Then we'll head into today's content, which is safe or out. It's one of the fun things that we've done every year is sort of look back at this season and play the greatest hits from the safe or out segment. And as you know, for every guest that comes on the show, I wrap up our conversation with this game called safe or out. I made it up, but I bring up different topics. And if they like it or agree with it, they call it safe. If they don't like it or agree with it, they call it out. And we have covered all kinds of things with this, from rules to game day style to equipment to strategy to just random things. It could be anything. And we put them in the hot seat a little bit and get their hot takes on all things softball and beyond. So we compiled some of the top safer out conversations with guests from this season. It's just always fun to get their candid gut reactions to things. And once again, we wrap up the season the way we wrap up every episode. Then we'll end things with the foul tip of the week, The tip, the last one to help us keep going and get better this year. All right, let's do it. Covering our bases. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. But elsewhere in the world, it's actually an end of an era. So as I went to actually record this, our final episode of the season, 
I learned that Queen Elizabeth II had passed away. She was the leader of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth for 70 years, just to put it in perspective. And you might wonder, you know, what does this have to do with softball? Why are we talking about this? But it actually has more to do with it than you'd think, you know, because if you know me well, you know that I'm fascinated by British history and royal history. And the part that I've been really drawn to the most is the strong women that emerged in that history, especially in the time periods that they did it in. They were really ahead of their time. And Elizabeth was one of them. You know, she became queen in the 50s, which was long before feminism was cool and trendy. (laughs) She was the first woman in the royal family to serve in the British Armed Forces, and she supported changes in the succession law that actually recognized females equally to men, among other things. But just talk about being a woman in a male-dominated industry. She was a trailblazer. And in sports, we talk about that, and we talk a lot about leadership and service, too. And she is an example of lifelong dedication to that. You know, my middle name is Elizabeth, and I always liked it because it's a family name on both sides for me, so it feels meaningful. But one thing that I didn't always like about it is that it was super common. You know, I'd meet people, and a lot of them would have the same middle name, and it just didn't feel quite as special. But as I learned more about the queen, that actually made me appreciate it a little bit more. So even if the queen knew nothing about softball, she knew a lot about some of the things that make our sport great. So may she rest in peace. And it's actually been a monumental year in many ways. I know last week I asked Justin to describe 2022 softball in three words, and now I'm gonna share a little bit more of my thoughts on this now. One of the first things that comes to mind is relentless. I feel like that describes 2022 softball, there was just a drive and constant striving for more and just pushing to keep going. It felt like we came hot out of the gates, you know, after 2020 was canceled for college softball and 2021 schedules were still a little bit different, a little more restricted than usual. It seemed like we were really just chomping at the bit in 2022. And it it was like softball just didn't take a rep off. It just never started. It was like one weekend after another. And the upsets in college softball really started from day one and went all the way through to Texas making it to the championship series in OKC. And one of the most fun postseasons we've had, I mean, mayhem is always fun. We know this, but regionals, so many upsets. The Pac-12 had spoken, super regionals, one of the best we've ever seen. It's been agreed upon by a lot of people with Northwestern and ASU. And then even going straight into AUX immediately after the Women's College World Series and right into the Pro League. It just felt like it was constant. But somehow within all of that, you know, it was also historic. There were tangible moments when that we could point to when our game reached new heights. One was obviously Jocelyn Allo breaking the NCAA home run record. That is a given. The fact that this OU team was just it's a generational team and it's an established dynasty now with just the dominance that they had throughout the entire season getting primetime TV slots as well, being on ABC, getting that visibility was also huge and and firsts for our sport. The first year for the WPF on the pro side. So we got to experience the first pitch, the first hit, just the first everything of that league. And then it was the first year of AUX as well, in addition to the regular Athletes Unlimited season. And then you have things like just key retirements like Carol Hutchins, you know, the winningest NCAA softball coach of all time, literally, So there were just those moments like that where we're going to remember them. We will. But not only 
was it historic? It wasn't just the fact that those things happened. It was the way they happened. It was very poetic as well. All of this stuff happened this year in the 50th anniversary of Title IX. So that in itself feels feels right in a way. And not only did Jocelyn Allo get the home run record, but she did it in Hawaii, in her home state. She hit a home run in her last at bat in Norman. Like the way that these things happened was also cool. And even the fact that OU in Texas, they were the matchup in the Women's College World Series Championship Series. OU, only people they lost to was Texas. And they obviously have that rivalry and just historic tension between those two schools. So it made it extra special. And then you look at the international side with the World Games, you know, Team USA getting their redemption against Japan on their home turf in Alabama with fans in the stands. So really getting to just totally flip the script in terms of what happened in the Tokyo Olympics last year. And they got to do it in front of family. And then other retirements too, you know, we talk about how momentous they were, but you look at, for example, Amanda Chittister, you know, Carol Hutchins surprises her, her college coach at Athletes Unlimited. She hits a home run in her last at bat. And now here she is going to be the assistant coach at Michigan. It was just announced. So that just feels like such a poetic journey and a full circle process for her. And these are all just a few examples, right? Like this just scratches the surface. But I just think it's such an interesting combination of first and last rookies and veterans, new school and old school, and just what a wonderful balance. And in terms of my own personal progress, it actually made it sweeter when covering it. I mentioned a little bit before that as a broadcaster, getting to cover all of this stuff, I had my first top 10 matchup, you know, on on TV, my first postseason coverage for regionals and super regionals, got to get back on the radio, more TV time and baseball games and things like that. It just, it felt sweeter with everything going down the way it did. And then of course, with this show, you know, we hit a hundred episodes, triple digits now. It's, it's hard to believe we had our most downloads ever for the show, a growing social audience. And then just, as you guys know, the most important thing to me, which is just more relationships built throughout it all. So I'm very, very grateful. And in terms of what's next, you know, I remember last year thinking about this and, you know, thinking what was going to come in 2022. And a lot of things were changing and shifting and I knew it was going to be big, but I don't know if anybody knew or expected that it would be this big. And every year, it seems like we don't know how we could top the last. You know, I've said this before, but I really do think this. For those who watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it's like how they say every single season, oh, it's going to be the most dramatic season yet. But for softball, it's really been true. And for me, I'm excited for all the new things that we are going to discover, all the surprises and the twists and turns along the way, because if one thing is certain, is it's that anything can happen. And that's what makes life interesting. So I'm thankful for every single guest on our show as well, because I know that their support of our game and our community is going to continue to be unwavering as we head into the next phase. And I love hearing their hot takes during the Saver Out segment. It's one of my favorite parts, and there were a ton of great ones this season, and we're going to run it back a little bit. We have an entire lineup for you, one through nine. So let's check it out. Dot Richardson, two-time Olympic gold medalist, member of the first ever NCAA championship team at UCLA, USA softball Hall of Famer, and Liberty head coach. I play a little game with everybody who comes on the show to wrap things up. It is called Safer Out. And (laughs) so basically you'll be the umpire, right? So basically I'll bring something up. Uh, If you like it or you agree with it, you call it safe. If you don't like it and you don't agree with it, you call it out. Okay. All right. Okay. So you've been a player, you've been a coach, you've been a doctor. Now you're an umpire right now. <laughs> so the first one is, 
the white softballs, playing with white softballs versus what we see today with the bright colored balls, safer out. White softball out. <laughs> I wish I could have played with a yellow ball with the red seams and these unbelievable composite bats. Right? Yeah, well, the bats too. Yeah, that's a whole other ball game as well. Yes. I would say I agree, but I will say safe on the white ball that you signed for me <laughs> specifically. Oh, and you talk about history. I had a white softball back in the day when my head coach, Margie, uh, Marge Ricker for the Orlando Rebels, introduced me to Bertha Tiki, who gave me a signed softball. Bertha Tiki was before Joan Joyce, you guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, keep going. That is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so first one's out. Second one is, if they do, people calling you Dorothy instead of Dot. Safe or out? <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. Um, that's, that's safe. I think uh, it's safe, but it will definitely, I'll take a double take. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody, anyone close to you or anyone that you know actually call you Dorothy? Uh, yes, very close to me is my family. That's what they all do. My husband, uh, Dorothy, and uh, for fun, you know, my assistant coaches either call him Coachy or they'll say Dorothy at times. So, <laughs> not players. That's funny. Has yeah, anyone ever anyway. called you Dottie? Dottie Sharon Backus. Okay. Um, let's see. Kirk Walker says Dottie. Uh, there are a few. Uh, Kelly, in a way, will say Dottie. Um, so there are a few, but usually on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's regional. Got it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was the second one. Next one is name image likeness or NIL. Safe or out? That's a tough one. Um, That's a tough one. I think we'll have to go extra innings on this one. Uh, <laughs> there's a part of me that says safe, and there's another part of me that says out, and this is why. Uh, we have some young kids, right? And I'm talking male, female, right? Yep. Uh, they're at an impressionable age where money seems to be everything. Hmm. And once when the love of money is the root of all evil, right? I think that there has to be a balance uh, between calling an amateur athlete versus a professional athlete. And on the record, I want to let you know that I voted for the Olympics to keep amateur athletes playing. Mm. And I was in the minority of that vote. Um, and I think you can, I don't know, I just think, you talk about fairness for NIL when a majority of sports are equivalent sports and not headcount sports. So if you want fairness, then every scholarship should be a headcount full ride. If you're opening up the door to get all these uh, other sponsorships, but I do love the fact that it's available. Um, I just am surprised at how it's being misused. Recruiting. Mm. I think like anything else, there's kind of a right way and a wrong way to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, you know? Yeah. And may, we're probably still figuring out exactly where that line is, obviously, but 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Last one is bat flips. Safer out. Bat flips? Bat flips. No, not back flips. Oh, We're bat not gymnastics. <laughs> bat flips. Like, um, whoa. <laughs> These are like, I don't know how umpires do it. So I love you. <laughs> right? Um, because I see a danger in some of the flips, but I love to see some of the flips. So yeah. I would say safe. Okay. If it's a flip that is not some of these flips, you can hit your teammate, injure them, umpires, catchers. Uh, but it's amazing. You know, I think that fans love to see the home run. And then when you see it, you know, a little toss is kind of fun to see. Yeah. But some of these are pretty crazy and they're, it's dangerous. So That's true. The doctor and me would have to say out for those, but safe for the classy ones. That's true. Okay, this is the first time we've had the doctor's perspective. So that is definitely interesting. Would you have considered doing a bat flip for that gold medal game winning home run? No, I'm not that type personality. No, you just um, watch it. You wouldn't. I think partake. Uh, there's a part of enjoyment and everything, but there's also a little fun in seeing, you know, I, I call it humility or a quiet thunder. Hmm. You know, where your actions speak a little louder. Um, I think that uh, Jocelyn had a fun year. I thought she handled it, you know, with humility, but also yeah. signs of passion and greatness. You know, yeah. that was fun to watch. Uh, yeah. But I've seen some backflips that almost hit teammates in the <laughs> on deck circle. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> but again, I'm not a home run hitter, you guys. So I'm a table setter. Uh, and uh, to hit the home runs was just a matter of, it's just living the dream of just, I don't know, I was swinging out of my shoes or what. The <laughs> adrenaline was was in high gear. Yeah, as it should be. And it seems like that's just, that's how you roll. So, And I think that's why the big hitters are like, I shouldn't be able to vote on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I will say too, I don't think the UCLA guests that I've had anyone's, some people may have said safe in the way that you have, where it's like, oh, well, it's entertaining to watch, but. I don't think anyone has ever said, oh, yeah, like I would bat flip. I, it doesn't seem to be a part of the the DNA. Yeah, here's one thing, and, and not to sound, uh, you know, too crazy. I hope it comes across right. But um, you'll notice that athletes, no matter what sport, uh, that are great, they don't need to say they're great. True. You know, a lot of other people recognize that. There has been an exception, as you probably know, but when it comes to boxing, you know, Muhammad Ali, that's all about a lot of show too, though, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's, you're going to find that um, one of the greatest compliments I think I could ever have is if I have teammates or opponents say that because you're on the field, I played better. Mm. Wow. Quiet thunder too. I really love that that phrasing of it. Talk is cheap. Yeah, that's awesome. Danielle O'Toole, first ever Athletes Unlimited AUX champion, Tokyo Olympian with Team Mexico, Arizona All American, and Jackass movie star. First one is today's strike zone, the way umpires call it. Pause. Safer out. Pause. Which strike zone? <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to ask this. Okay. The college strike zone. Ugh. Okay. Uh, out. 
I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I feel like I've seen tweets of yours where it's like, certain pitches should be strikes that aren't. Like, that's your main gripe, right? Like, yes. where it's like that ball yeah. is like, might be like half a ball off the plate and you're like, that needs to be called. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't expect like river in college rivers, not getting called. I mean, sometimes it is, but rivers not getting called. It's like rivers a strike. Like you cannot expect us to put it over the middle of the plate and not get burned. Like I do not understand. Like you're basically asking us to get swings and misses. It's like, right. And if we don't get a swing and miss, so basically a hitter could go up there, not swing the bat at all. And the chance of that they'd walk is high because my ball moves a lot and you're not calling it. Right. Like I think I'm a pitcher. So like a pitcher strike sounds very different than everybody else. But like, I think if I get the ball inside tight on a right-handed hitter, who's kind of on the line and I don't hit you, I think that should be a strike. Mm. That used to be, I mean, I haven't pitched in years, but when I pitched, I used to love doing that. Yeah. Or like as a righty into a lefty, like you're yeah. saying. Like a backdoor, a backdoor curve, like um, the kid from Northwestern. Um, mm. Danielle Williams. Her, yeah, Danielle Williams. Her backdoor curve was getting called a ball. And it's like, why? Because it, it moves? Because it doesn't <laughs> land? Because it doesn't pass the middle of the plate for you? Like, come on. Because it does what it's supposed to? Yeah. yeah. No, I, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Do you think that the pro strike zone, like what you guys have in AU, for example, in AUX, is better? Um. I think that it's different. So you have to remember the ball's different and the bats are different. So college is, is, you know, but, but I said like international bats, like uh, pro bats are hot. They are V hot and the ball is a little bit more dense. So pitchers who throw up have to fight gravity a little bit harder because the ball is a little bit heavier. So like circumstances change for sure, but like I should be, a ball on chalk, like if this is chalk, this is river, this is the plate. If half of my ball is on chalk on this side, like if it's inside towards the river, that should be a strike. Mm. These hitters, okay. these hitters are too good for me to throw it river and not get burned. I yeah. need, I, so like I think that that might be a little too big for the college zone, but like for example, Mariah and Kaylin. And um, Georgina figured it out, but like a couple of these rookie pitchers came in and they came in throwing in that college zone and they got hit hard. Yeah. And I completely, I felt bad because I completely forgot to tell Mariah after her first outing. And then I told her, and then she's lights out. Yeah. She's very good. She's very talented. So I was like, yo, by the way, the strike zone went from this to this. So you need to throw it four balls out on a two strike count because if you don't, I, one time I threw my, I threw a drop ball outside halfway through the other's batter's box and Savannah Jaquish hit a line drive up at at me. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Half the time when they like replay these swings, right. You'll look in like in college, lots of times it's like, okay, they piped it, you know, like that was too much white of the plate, blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. You look at a, or just on the pro level, and you're like, that actually wasn't a bad pitch. It wasn't a bad pitch. They just nope. hit it. Yeah, yeah, like Sam Fisher hit. I forget who it was, but um, she was in a two-strike count, and the ball was damn near halfway into the other batter's box, and it was an RBI single in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. It's Ugh. like, 
it's like we're getting burned on pitches that are like I looked at Sashel and she goes, that was a good pitch. And I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Because then you're like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah, I guess you just, just keep, keep going. going. You just keep yeah. going. <laughs> well, I think that's all fair. I don't know if I fully realize that either about like the balls and, and well, the bats, sure. But like the ball being different. I think that's a good. Yeah. Because we, we talk about the transition from college to, to pro and international and, and these sort mm-hmm. of things. Like it's important to know that stuff. So good for you for passing on the intel. Yeah, some people don't even pay attention to it or it doesn't bother some people, but I'm a dropout pitcher, so I, you have to know how to adjust because that ball is different. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so first one's out. Second one is NIL. So basically, student-athletes getting paid. Safe or out? Safe. Safe. I think it's, it's going to cost – I think there's a pro and con to everything – but I think it's going to cause some – there's going to be a little bit of ruckus within the next couple of years, um, and I don't even really want to get into it other than I can't imagine if there was an NIL deal while I was in college, one, I would have made bank, and two, <laughs> and that would have absolutely sponsored me. <laughs> awesome. Wait, mm-hmm. first of all, that would have been your priority, first, you know? like, sponsorship. In and out as a college student? Yeah. Yes. Well, the reason I'm asking is because, like, how many in and outs are in Arizona? Uh, there's one in closer to the Phoenix region, I think. I don't think there were – but I just, right. I just really – You're also, like, a California girl, so it makes sense. Yeah. No, my grad cap said Tuli's in and out of here with a big in and out sign. Epic. Yeah, I was – That's a amazing. Huge, I'm a huge in and out person, so – but no, really, so I wish- it's NIL smart. I think it's um, basically you can, people can argue both, both ways. You, you're going to college on scholarship. It's like, yeah, but we're putting our bodies at, at risk for a college education. Like, Well, and there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize. You can have a full scholarship that's not covered. They're not like paying for you to go home for the holidays, you know, or like, it's like, or or your rent. It's like, you know, you could be getting a paid full ride and your stipend, your stipend smaller, or maybe it's a little bigger, or I don't know. The circumstances are different at every single program. Even some programs don't even have 12 full scholarships to give. True. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of it that's up for grabs. And I think that NIL definitely, um, again, there's pros and cons, but I definitely would say safe there. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Last one is bat flips. Safe out. Or out. Absolutely out. I, f- I assume that when I ask a pitcher, but I've been surprised where some people have been a little bit more open-minded. But at the same time, like, would you be like, okay, expect one in the ribs the next time you're up? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, it's not, I wouldn't even call it that I'm not open-minded about it because I've definitely, I've definitely had arguments with plenty of people, including my own husband who, um, you know, cause in baseball they bat flip and it's like super cool or whatever. And it's just like, you know, it, it's not been a part of our game. I think it's flashy. Um, I think that, I don't know. Uh, people are like, I'll act like you've been there or they're celebrating their own stuff. It's like, there's one or two ways. I don't see it like either of those things. I see it more. of just like, it's just not, 
I, I don't know. I, I was actually watching film, um, and there's there's one one of the teams where uh, it was in college. Um, they're they're in college and and to bat flips, and you see the ball go, and you don't even see her in the in the camera angle anymore. But there's her bat. Her bat <laughs> her bat goes up and out of the camera angle. You don't even see her anymore. And I'm like, why? Like I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a hot topic for me for sure but I'm definitely saying out I think that's fair also never I think when coach Candrea came on the show he obviously said out I don't get the vibe from Caitlin Lowe either mm-hmm. that like that's their style no she's definitely more of a like play the game the right way the game the way that the game deserves to be played and I could I cannot speak for her so I right. would just say like I was raised to like respect the game and I don't think that's doing it yeah. Other people could say like, well, I am respecting the game. Like I'm celebrating the game. It's like there are every, there's an argument for everything. Uh, you said it. <laughs> that is the truth. Oh yeah. my gosh. But it seemed like you guys were, now I'm veering off a little bit, but like that the, you guys were super excited about Caitlin too, like all the alums just, and what she did with the team this past year. Like what are your thoughts on her and her staff actually? Um, I love Kate. I think that, um, and I spent a lot of time with her when I was at Arizona because she was with the outfielders. And anytime we would do a collective defense, obviously we were there. But sorry, I think that um, she knows what the program's supposed to look like. So I think that she's going to do everything she can to make it feel that way. Our pro- Arizona softball is known for tradition, excellence, family. And I think that you can't go wrong with somebody who's been in the program for that long. So I, I am excited to kind of see what she's going to do. Um, and I think Lap's a great hire as well. I had Lap in as a, um, as a professional coach. She was a coach with the Bandits at one point. And yep. I think she is the ultimate hype man. Um, 100%. I really do like her, and I think she'll do anything um, for her athletes. So I would love to see how this program looks within the next four years. Oh, yeah. I think truly, I don't know if anyone gets as hype as Lap does the coaching third base. Have not seen it. <laughs> I know, man, but she's, she's, definitely, she's definitely cool. Aubrey Monroe, Tokyo Olympian and silver medalist, Florida Gator, two-time national champion, and one of the best catchers in the world. Okay, so first one is, for the catcher, knee savers. Safer out. 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 But I can I... Can I say something? I wore knee knee savers till high school because my mom was worried about my knees. Um, And then I got new gear and I was like, mom, the knee savers have to go. Like, they're not cool. (laughs) And so she let me take them off. But um, I have so many thoughts on knee savers. But I've also never, I've been very fortunate to not have knee problems. And I've caught for 20 years, like 20 plus years. So I don't know if it was the knee savers because I feel bad being a real knee savers hater in case people need them. I don't know. But I don't know. If I what I credit my knees to, if it's the knee savers till I was fifteen, or <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, you should put together a playbook for catchers. Like, here's how to save your knees without knee savers. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I had a feeling though, because it, it reminds me like I remember playing. Oh my gosh, I had like the kneepers, whatever, like the long knee pads. Yeah, and I would wear oh, two. I had those. Right, I'd wear two, and I wore them like until high school too. And like looking back, I'm like, that is. Oh, I know. 
<laughs> you wow. know, the game has evolved. It, it was what you did back then. It's yeah. Fine. To be fair, we were wearing shorts, right? Like it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. Okay. But first one's out. Okay. Uh, second one is name image likeness, like players getting paid now in college, safer out. Safe if handled appropriately. Mm, I think that's key part, right? If handled appropriately, important. By if handled appropriately by athletes and universities. Yes. yes. Many thoughts on that as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Well, because yeah, it can be. You know, I think authenticity is important, right? And like you're, you feel to me like a very authentic person, and so it's like as long as people maintain that throughout the process. Yep, it could be okay. Maintain authenticity as an athlete. And then these universities need to be equipping student athletes so they don't do dumb things. Like yeah. go bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Um, last one is bat flips. Safer out. Out. I had a feeling. I'm not, I'm not a total hater. It's just so not my style that like I would never put somebody on blast for it, but it is so not my style. And if I'm really honest, I've never hit a ball far enough with so much certainty that it would even cross my mind. I'm like, I make contact. All right, Aubrey, hold by Like, you, you better get on too. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if it's because of that. It's, it's just not really my gig. But I'm not a total hater either. I am the same exact way. Like, literally everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> same exact way. Like, for example, though, like the home run you hit in the World Series and stuff, like, would you – if it were like in today's game, would that ever Again. cross your mind? Never. Yeah. Never would cross mind. Because, yep. and that, like that hit, like I've watched it back and I'm like, dang, that went really far. <laughs> but I'm like, when I hit it, I'm still like, is that going to go out? Like, I don't know what it, the difference between 220 and yeah. 219 feels like, you know? So. Well, you're such a teammate too that like, it's like, okay, let's, let's get around the bases so I can go see my team. You know? Exactly. I'm, like, I'm just so excited that I just hit a home run that like I just want to get back to my friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Makes total sense. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like the answers. I like the explanations. Lonnie Alameda, Florida State head coach, five-time ACC coach of the year, 2018 national champion, and softball Canada Olympic pitching coach. It's called Safer Out, and it's super simple. It's uh, when I told Megan about this, I think she was like a little nervous. I was like, no, don't worry. It's easy. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but basically, I'll just bring something up. And if you like it or you agree with it, you call it safe. Or if you don't, then you'll call it out. Gotcha. And okay. I know why Megan was nervous about it, because she's the <laughs> ultimate competitor. And even if we play tug of war here, she would like lose it. So, you know, she's probably like, oh, gosh, the competitive is coming out of me right now. But yeah. OK, love it. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Great. So first one is coordinated cheers in the dugout. Safe or out? Um, out. I was curious, like when you said like at Stanford that they had the cheers of like, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. We're going to be <laughs> your boss someday. I was like, okay, well, did you like that? Or yeah, maybe I'll sideline on this one, but um, I don't like cheering, but I do like, I mean, we have some I guess, coordinated cheers. Like you hit a double and you throw the spear to the dugout and we plant the spear, you know? So like, I, I think, I think softball has gone to, um, we had to cheer because all you had was your parents in the stands. We didn't have people. <laughs> you had to create energy and the world saw that when COVID hit and now all of a sudden they're playing without fans in the stands. They're like, how do you create energy? Well, we know how to do that. We for right. sure know how to do that. But then can we flip it to like be softball energy and softball chatter? And so that I think when, 
I always talk about we having softball conversations with energy versus cheering. So mm-hmm. I throw the cheering out. So I would say out on the cheering, but all in for the coordinated softball things. You know, we get yeah. someone that gets a single and the dugout's like rocking the yes, yes, yes. So is that coordinated? Yep. But it's about a result. So, yeah. Right. But it's not a sing song. Like the moose and the spear, like these yeah. are, yes, these are yeah. like energy creators for yeah. the team. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That makes total sense. Okay. That was the first one. Yeah. Um, face protectors for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Safe yeah. or out? Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I think yeah. that's becoming more and more popular too. Like just at least compared to when I played, right? But when you played, the, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a stigma of like, man, you're not tough. Like if you're throwing a ball over the plate, you should get hit in the face. Like there was all that, you know, and I still get a few questions from some parents every now and then. I'm like, man, like who cares? If you can pitch, you can pitch. I don't care if you have to wear shin guards and a chest protector, like whatever you feel comfortable doing. If you can execute it, execute it. And um, I'll tell you this, like, I don't want to have someone walk away from here and in 20 years they can't open their jaw cause they got hit or they got, you know, half an eye. I know Anna Shellnut, um, she got a foul ball off her eye and you know, it's changed the color of her eye. She had so many surgeries, like, you know, you want to do everything possible to be safe and then compete how you want to compete. So I'm all for whatever you feel comfortable with. We're going to support. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, we don't need to worry about what's cool or what other people think about it. Just yep. whatever works for us. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. I like it. Um, name image likeness, AKA student athletes getting paid. Safe. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, this is a tough one. I was kind of out in the beginning, but now that we're living it, uh, I'm okay with it right now, you know, but we'll have to see where it goes down the road. So I may just throw a yellow flag in there right now. Cause yes. I need to know more information on it. Still, still living it. Um, yeah. So I guess safe right now because our team has rocked it and they're doing amazing. And the one thing that I appreciate about NIL and our team is they've done it as a team thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got a few individual, but for the most part, there's some team contracts out there and they're all doing it together. And that keeps the unity piece um, out there. And they've been really good about being open about it. So I could see in the beginning when this was coming on the horizon, I'm like, oh, I could see how it tears apart teams. But for the most part, I've, I've seen it be an okay thing, but we'll see as it goes down the road. This is, this is you're right, when the values and the team camaraderie and the culture comes into play. And, and I feel like it will just inevitably expose if that's not there for certain teams, yep. you know. But lucky for you, like this is something that was already a part of the, your DNA. So this is yep. something that kind of naturally is, is playing out. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome. I'll send you the, they did a clip on it or did an interview and I'll send it to you. It's pretty cool. But uh, the team's really been good about, you know, supporting each other on it. So I I think it's pretty awesome. But yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, last one is bat flips. Safer Mm -hmm. out. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I think I'm safe with it. Um, You know, it's funny because Sam Chow came in here the year of the bat flip for her and um, I was 100% like not going to happen, you know, but I also appreciate that there's some uniqueness to teams. Um, I think in anything you do, like I'll tell you, like I can't stand when a catcher flips a ball back in the circle, like straight up in the air and then the ball bounces to second base, you know, I'm like, yeah, what is that? Especially if you're down by like four or five runs and you struck someone out and you're flipping the ball. Like I don't understand it, you know, but yeah. um, so that goes back to cheering or understanding the game and creating the energy. Uh, and I think we could do better that in softball in general. 
So I think if you're bat flipping for an intention to show someone up, completely different. If you're bat flipping and there's a momentum moment, I, I get it. Um, but if we're getting into the point where we're showing people up or we're in people's faces, then I think they lost the integrity of the game or, you know, things like that. So I think it's a feel thing for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that about the ball flip because that's kind of a pet peeve of mine in general, yeah. not just catchers, but when people just like toss the ball and it's nowhere near the circle, yeah. you know, I've yeah. noticed that coach Al actually will grab the ball every time and just hand it to her pitcher, no matter where yeah. it is. She just walks over there and gets it. But that is yeah. like a weird thing. And yeah. so, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's funny cause um, Travis Wilson played men's fast pitch and I, when he was playing, I went out to watch as much as I could. And um, in men's fast pitch, the, they just hand it to the other coach. So the other coach is walking across and they just hand it to him and he hands it to his pitcher. And I'm like, wow, what a, like a, classy move for respect for the game and yeah. you know we throw it to first or third and the that person is a running cross just drops it on the rubber so like try to I mean you know again like we have to have each other you have to have your opponent respect your opponent like you know and so I don't know if people think about it what they're doing or they just watch people do it but if we could think about how we respect our intentions in the game it respects the game in general which you know is what we want to do so yeah interesting That's huh Yes. And that's one of the best yeah. parts about softball is that we have that. So let's hold on to it, you know, yeah. at all costs. For sure. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jessica Mendoza, ESPN and MLB analyst, two-time Team USA Olympic medalist, retired pro softball player, Stanford Hall of Famer, and fellow Camarillo native. Swinging at rise balls. Safe. Hey. Yeah, I knew it. I already knew the answer. This was a cheater yeah. one for me. Anyone, anyone who knows me would be like, come after me if I set out on that. Yeah. But do you like, plan to do that or it's just, Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I get your approach should never be to swing a rise ball unless they're meaty, which I mean, there's definitely a ton of those, but it's just that like, I love it. And when I see people do it, it's because they're aggressive and it's yeah. But I guess if I, the coach in me, if I, but I'm not a coach, that's why I'm not a coach would say probably, no, you shouldn't do that. But the like, person that lives inside of me that did it for a living and swung and missed a ton at it says, heck yeah, like go for it, girl. Cause I'll tell you what, you connect with the rise ball. It's got nowhere to go, but out. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and sometimes like, Hey, pitchers miss, you know, it was supposed to rise and it didn't. Yeah. There you go. That's what, that's the whole, you remember those times. Yeah, exactly. Those are the easy ones. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was an easy one. So I guess we'll call that a warm up, but <laughs> second one is responding to trolls on social media, safe or out? Uh, I would say out for me. So it's hard to, I know other people do, but they're just not worth the response. Yeah. And there's been times I've wanted to like quote a tweet just so everyone could see how ridiculous it is. But then I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's like, what is going to serve you? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, there might be a moment, moment of satisfaction but even then, like, I feel bad for them because if they're coming at me that hard, I've learned that it's more about them and their issues and not necessarily me. So I don't need to make their life any more worse. Yeah, totally. Okay. Makes sense. I think we have a safe. We have an out. Last one is bat flips. Safer out. Safe. I love them. I also did a KBO games, the Korean baseball organization yes. when we had no sports at all. And the only thing that was playing was Korean baseball. 
it was so much fun, even though it was like the middle of the night and crazy. But um, they bat flip for like pot flies to the short stuff. <laughs> it is like the art of the bat flip, and they all do it different, and it's freaking hilarious. And it it just it brings a joy because they just enjoy the game. They have fun, and who cares about all these old rules? And you're not supposed to do whatever. You know, I say be you. And I know in softball, there's a huge like anti bat flip. <clears throat> I'm all for it. And if a pitcher gets pissed that you just showed him up, strike him out next time yeah. and then flip the ball. I'm cool. Like <laughs> do whatever, but it's your personality. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Korean baseball for sure. Kind of changed the game for me with that. Cause it, it, it looks like they like have to be practicing those. Bat oh, they definitely are. Right? I actually taught my kids when I was, we were doing KBO games. We, I went outside and taught my kids how to bat flip. <laughs> so he's like, you guys have to know it's like an art. And sure enough, like one ended up in the tree and like the other one hit him in the face. Like it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's gotta be drills or something that we can get from KBO because so they hit the ball and then let the bat flip straight to the pitcher. I'm like, okay, we no, this is how, this is how this works. Part of your strut. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. But that confidence, that's the important thing. Laura Berg, Oregon State head coach, Fresno State Hall of Fame player, and the most decorated USA softball Olympic athlete in history. Putting left-handed players, such as yourself, in positions other than the standard, meaning like other than outfield or first base. Safer out. I'm going to go safe because I've seen it happen. Yeah. Well, I feel like when you said you're like, I was a catcher, I'm like, well, makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I've seen a left-handed second baseman, and she got it done. She did it at Texas A&M. She did That's it. Awesome. She was legit. Yeah. That's awesome. There's nothing about this game written in stone, and so I, I'm safe on that. Yep. Okay. Love that. All right. Good start. Second one is today's scorekeeping, meaning, I don't know about you, but I think it's a little different. So, for example, if a ball's hit hard, but it goes off someone's glove, it's often rewarded a hit versus an error. Safer out. Out. If it hits you in the glove, it is an out. If it hits your glove and comes out, it is, it should be caught. I mean, that's, it's just, yeah. The the scorekeeping is very liberal these days. I agree. I'm like kind of a defensive purist in that way too. Like anytime, like if I'm at Stanford, let's say calling games and, and maybe the director of operations of the SID will be like, oh, what do you think on that one? I'm always like, error. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't yeah. care if it's Stanford or not, like whatever team, you know, because I'm like that they they got to make the play, you know. Yeah. They Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm happy that we agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's two. So one save one out. Next one is um NIL or basically student athletes being able to get paid safer out. Can I do both? Can I do a replay on that? Yeah, you can do video review. Sure, we can do that. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. I think that they should be able to make money off of their name, um, an, an opportunity for them to be able to do that. I think it's kind of a little bit of a can of worms that we've opened up um, because you have some schools that um, and rules are differently are different state to state. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to put it a little bit more in a level playing field for all of the schools across the country. Um, and yeah, I am, I hope they can, can figure that out. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You know, a lot of a, a lot of people when I've asked them that have said, yeah, I just we need to make sure we do it right, basically, is the theme, like you're saying. Yeah. But the states part is a good point. Like it's it's just inherently not the same everywhere, right. you know, right. so that's a really good, really good call out. Okay, makes sense. And then the last one is bat flips. Safe out, 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 out. If I was a pitcher, I would ear hole them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Expect that. I feel like you have to expect that. If you I, do it. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, one, my parents, like my dad always taught me, you know, act like you've done it before. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to get a home run that that pitcher is going to want to get you out your next at bat anyways. So why totally. put even more fuel on the fire? Like just round the bases, get back to your teammates, celebrate in the dugout. And that's it. You know, yeah. I don't like it in softball and I don't like it in baseball. So that's, I, that's a good clarification. Cause some people have been like, well, if they do it in baseball, we should do it in softball, but it's like, but should they do it in baseball? Right? Like, no. yeah. Yep. All right. That's fair. Well, I, this was, this was a fun one. Um, I wasn't sure. I'm like, am I going to get like outfield Bergie where you're like, get all of them are out, you know, like you're making outs left <laughs> and right. Or am I getting like hitter right where a lot of them are safe, but it was a mix. It was a mix. Good. Good. You know, I, I hope, I hope I can be open-minded about things. Yeah. No, I, that growth mindset, like you said, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining. This was seriously awesome. So happy we were able to do this. Me too. My pleasure. And remember outfielders rule. They do Audi's rule. That's true. Yeah. Tony Rico and Holly Pierce, co-founders of the Range Pitching Academy and longtime travel ball coaches. Tony, the leader of the Firecrackers organization and Holly, San Francisco State alum. The first one, and whoever wants to answer first, feel free. But the first one is the card system for signals, you know, the armband and all that stuff versus the traditional way that signals were communicated. Safe or out? Safe. Uh, respectfully to everyone that uses it, but for myself, we don't use it, so out. Interesting. Wait, I'm confused on the game. I thought <laughs> you said safe. safe or out if like you, agree, you like safe, it? Safe, 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 safe as you like oh. it. Yeah, safe as if you like it. Out. Okay. Wait, you meant if we wanted to talk about it. Okay. Out. Oh, no, no. All right, got it. Yeah. Okay. Out. Yeah. I'm kind of similar. Consuming. Yeah. So what's what like high level reason why for you guys you're out on it? I just, we used it um, at, when I was coaching at Utah State and I felt like it just took too, I don't know, it took a lot of time. I feel like it was just like, and then, oh, you have the wrong card. We got to switch it out. It was just, you know, I think, um, I definitely think picking signs is a part of the game and, and it's, you know, it can be great strategy, um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like you can do other signs that aren't pickable. I don't know. That's yeah. Just me. Yeah. I think it's good for people that don't have the background in signs that might not have that, you know, kind of evolution sure. and they do need to communicate as, so they might be getting, uh, you know, their information, uh, picked by the other team. So for myself personally, I kind of like the cat and mouse game of disguising signs. If somebody is trying to pick them, but not everyone has that. So right. like I said, for people out there, I totally get it just for myself. No, thank you. Yeah. Not I yet. In I think I agree with you guys. I, I agree too, Holly. I think it adds like the games are getting longer and I do think it's like takes time to look at it. Then, yeah. you know, everyone's looking at it too, the whole field oftentimes. And it's, it's a whole, mm -hmm. it's a whole thing. 
Okay, cool. I thought I was just like super old school or like I didn't know because I feel like most people use it. So I feel validated now by you guys. Would you say that's the same or if I can ask you safer out on the ear communication that's taking place to where they're pushing buttons and it's going into the ear? Same thing? I, I guess it's a similar concept, right? It's, a, it's just like theoretically making the communication more efficient. I kind of like the skill set, though, of your point, like to kind of having to make it this almost code, right? But, um, and it feels like it's easy. It's like almost too easy, which sounds silly because aren't we supposed to try to make things easier on players? But I'm like, you're just telling them what to do. I don't know. I feel like there's less, I don't know. Yeah. It's been fun to watch a major leaguer sit there and go, huh? I can't hear. I can't hear it. Like either the crowd's too loud. So it's it's still working its way out. So yeah, definitely. Definitely part of the future. Yeah. And maybe at some point we'll, we'll all get used to it, but for now, I guess we all agree. (laughs) Okay, well, that was the first one. Second one is related, but coaches calling pitches versus players, like meaning coaches calling them so players don't. Safe or out? I'm going to say safe, but that to me, it's not like 100%. I, as a pitcher, love it when a catcher calls a game. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, you know, there's certain flow and rhythm you get into with your catcher. But with that being said, I think that, you know, obviously with scouting reports and all that kind of stuff, it's um, there's information in the dugout that the catcher's not necessarily privy to in the moment. Right. Ideally out because I believe that when the catcher is capable, the catcher is closer to the batter. She can sense things. She can feel things that I can't from the dugout. Even at our in travel ball, all the dugouts are different distances from home plate. Yeah. And that's a big part of it for myself. Mm. But also, you know, again, to use the analogy, we don't want someone driving the car that doesn't know how to drive. So there's an integration of kind of showing them, allowing them some autonomy. <clears throat> and bottom line is your team has to be functioning at its highest level, whatever that takes. But ideally speaking, definitely out. I'd like uh, to see catchers call the games and be capable of doing that. Best case scenario. That would that's best case scenario for me. But you know, yeah. not always. I I think I agree with you guys. You've hit on both sides of it, right? It's like, well, there's a lot of information that the coaches have from all of the info that is out there now, and the analytics and things like that, charting, all that stuff. But the catcher also has some visibility that the coaches don't, and that like there's both for sure. I just. I, I think it's a little bit of a lost art now to have a catcher call a game. And so I would like to see that make a little bit more of a comeback. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I, 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 love, I love to see when a major leaguer, you know, fouls off the first pitch and oh one count. Now the hitters thinking he's going to waste one and he takes a fastball right down the middle. Yeah. And the catcher looks at him like, you weren't looking for that. You know, that's that's the chess game, the cat and mouse that is just really, really fun to watch. Sometimes a hitter will go down looking on a fastball or something on the other half. They were just looking for something else. So they just walked back to the dugout. Not, not what I was looking for. So, right. you know, it's that whole cat and mouse game I think is really fun to experience. It's like that game within the game, the chess game that's going on. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, next one is name image likeness with college softball. So basically college players getting paid, safer out. I don't know. It's good for the sport. Like I, I, I'm, I'm very in the middle about it. I don't know. We can say, we can say video (laughs) review. Yeah. Video review on that one. It just, um, I guess I'm going to have to see how it kind of pans out because I think there's certain things that's good for, you know, historically like women in sports and, and softball, we haven't, had the kind of opportunities that men have had and the ability to make a career and, um, 
you know, support yourselves just through, you know, softball and the things surrounding softball, which I think is amazing. I'd like to see how it changes the sport. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure about that yet. Right. Like, yeah. um, I'm always very weary about anything that, you know, you don't know how it's going to change the sport or, you know, the, um, but I think generally, like, it's great that, that women are getting these opportunities to, um, you know, really make a career at this. Yeah. I'm 100% safe. I think it's a great idea. I think that, you know, there there are no high level, high paying professional uh, ranks for the young ladies to play during. Uh, and right now the opportunity, you don't really think this way, you know, even what, contrary to popular belief, like most of my life was living month to month and just being able to put food on the table. But once you are able to create a little prosperity through your own performance, your own brand, uh, how you, uh, how people feel when they're watching you play is almost like an entertainer, but the opportunity to provide for your families, the opportunity to provide for maybe your parents while they're sick, different things like that. Um, now it's got a long way to go, but also the opportunity to teach more at our level down here than just the game, right? So marketing classes, branding classes, like really get into that level of education. Um, because I think that the opportunities, and again, especially to empower young women. And if you look at the college world series, the, the highest ratings in our game, right now are college softball. Yep. And so that is where it's all kind of thriving right now. So I'm really super excited. It just, it, there's a long road ahead of it and there's going to be some ups and downs with it as we figure things out, but I'm all for it. Definitely safe on the NIL. Yeah. Like anything else, learning curve, we'll figure it out. There's probably more right ways to do it. Right. And there might be some like not so great ways to approach it, but that's, I guess, like anything else. Yeah. Football's going to show us that, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll learn from that. So. I think you're both right, though, in terms of for women specifically, women's sports. I think it'll be great yeah. because you actually see certain social media platforms like the top followed people or the top engaged with people are female athletes. And you're like, oh, that's that's awesome. You know, so now they can it might level the playing field a little bit, at least with men's sports. So, yep. Look at entertainment. Look at, you know, there's there's 12 and 14 year old actresses or actors, eight year olds, you know, that that America falls in love with. Right. So we always fall in love with with young uh, females for, you know, again, just the way that they are. And then look at the entertainment business, look at singers, look at dancers, look at, you know, what they're doing and capitalizing. So if we incorporate that into the game itself, there's so much more than just how you're throwing and how you're swinging. It's it's how you're presenting yourself. And bottom line is that they're you, you infect these young ladies that are out there watching you play and now they want to be like you so do they want to be like you because you throw sidearm really well no <laughs> they want to be like you because of what they see and so i think it's just another area of performance and entertainment and i think that that's where softball is unique to even some of men's sports is that you can integrate things because you're not going to see baseball players you know hugging each other and dancing and doing the same the same things and it's just much more entertaining and i really appreciate the way the game's being played yeah yeah definitely absolutely Okay, well, last one is bat flips, safer out. I'm going to say safe. I haven't always felt this way. I was going to say, but... as a pitcher, safe, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to say out on that one only because I live most of my life always aware of how I'm affecting others. And so I would never want to do anything that would be interpreted as disrespectful. Now, if there was an understanding that as it is with uh, other countries that play ball is that it's a form of expression. They don't mean it that way. Yeah. Right. But I'm always very much into not just what I'm implying, but how it's inferred. So how people are taking something. And I, and I just think it's 
it's uh, it has to be taken the right way. So I don't know, you know, if yeah. there's a coach out there going to have his players might want to talk to the other coach. Hey, we're going to bat flip, <laughs> but we mean no disrespect, you know, yeah. because it just can be perceived as something wrong. And, and there's enough division in our sport. I just think it would be a little bit hard, but I, I, it's it's very engaging and uh, it's definitely good for ratings. True. Yeah, I think that's that's why I would say safe with I mean, personally, not my style. Like I wasn't I was raised to play the game a certain way. And, you know, that's it's not really my style. But with all the softball on TV, I think the entertainment value that it brings, you know, it's entertaining for the sport. People are watching on TV and, you know, that in the big picture, anything that, you know, makes the sport more entertaining on TV for viewers, I think you know, can't really go wrong. When Jazz Rollins flipped the bat at Arizona, I think it was on a Saturday and I don't think it went over too well. And then the next day she hit a home run and she just placed it on the <laughs> ground. And even, I don't know. So I'll be honest with you. I, I, I probably watched that three or four different times. So agree with it or not. It was uh, definitely worth watching. Yeah. I think that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah, it's kind of controversial. I guess people are split on their opinions, but it gets you talking about it at the end of the day. So yeah. there's that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what about you? You know, for bat flips, I think I'm similar to you guys where I think like my initial reaction is out. Like that just wasn't my style. Not really what I was like there to be doing. Um, not to say I judge anybody who does it because I think there's a difference too, right? Between if someone's like really in the moment and they just hit this massive like go ahead home run or like walk off that just won their team a huge game and you're just like very excited and energized and you do it i think that's one thing it's another thing if it's like yeah we're up like seven to nothing you know i just hit one and i'm kind of just doing it for my own ego you know i think there's like right. a spectrum boundary yeah. yes yeah definitely. exactly I, I think we all agree it might not be our personal preference but i respect what's happening within the game yeah well, there's nothing better than seeing somebody bat flip and then the ball hits the top of the fence and they <laughs> and then they get thrown out at second. We'll <laughs> it's see. Kind of gratifying. That's the thing is like I, I hit home runs in college, but it wasn't like my bread and butter. So for me, I'm like, I don't know if there might have been like twice where I felt like I knew it was going out. You know what I mean? To where I'd even feel like in a place to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're hustling the second base, not knowing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm out of the box. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to get extra bases. I didn't know it'd be all four, you know. <laughs> Kamalani Dung, Cal alum, Mountain West Pitcher of the Year at Fresno State, Athletes Unlimited Pro, and Puerto Rican National Team member. The transfer portal, safe or out? Oh, that's a hard one. But I, I say I went through the worst transfer experience ever, so safe. Mm. So I like you... It. You would prefer this to what your experience was at the time, Yeah, it sounds like. Yeah. It's it's a wild, wild west right now of everyone moving to any school, but I say safe. Yeah. Like was it. it just, like, difficult logistically? Because I feel like it would be really hard to just coordinate it everything. Was, yeah, it was really hard. And, you know, just, like, the experience of trying to transfer as an ace pitcher. And right. there was just a lot. Now, like, I really – Thanks to Daniel O'Toole at the time yeah, coming right before me. Um, I pretty much had my pick of what school I wanted to go to since the Mountain West Pitcher of the Year previous that transferred yeah. out had such a great experience. So, I mean, everyone was like, this is a proven thing. Like the Mountain West Pitcher of the Year can hang for sure at any school yeah. that they go to. That's very so true. I had my pick, but I would have loved to like, I mean, I probably still would have ended up at Cal just because it just made sense for me. But it's just, 
I would have loved to see what schools were coming in because I already had like all a ton of offers, but they were kind of just like, I don't want to say under the table, but they were just like word of mouth. Like, oh, this school mm. definitely, like, if you want to plan a visit, let me know. We'll, we'll get this to happen. And mm. um, it would have been really cool to just be able to kind of have, I don't know how the transfer portal works, if they just shoot you an email or something, but that would have been just interesting. Yeah, yeah like a little more structure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it was okay. really just running around. Yeah. So I say safe. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That is totally fair. Okay, next yeah. one. And you touched on this a little bit, so I think I could guess. But NIL, safe or out? Uh, I say I say safe. I'm, I'm happy for the girls. I almost want to say out because then that would give the pro athletes more sponsorships in every mm. category. But... But it's not about us right now. It's safe. It's okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. You're right, because there's so much visibility for college softball that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's super interesting. M- maybe. Yeah, I mean. It's, it just every, I say like in general. So like, and now that football players can get such big deals, it's just a lot of the marketing budget. Just this is my nerd marketing partnerships yeah. background. <laughs> coming out like a lot of the budget will go to like these huge football stars and stuff in college so I feel like it it doesn't necessarily take away from like women pro sports and women athletes in general but I mean I feel like maybe if I did some deep diving then we could see something there for sure yeah I see what you're saying Yeah, yeah that's interesting hopefully I mean ideally the college athletes like a Jocelyn for example um now that NIL was in place for her hopefully it's like she can start that momentum in college but can continue it in pro that's what we hope right that's what we hope yeah 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 I think I think that's that's where I would say like totally safe and I wish I had it in college because that would have been amazing yeah so yeah safe it's funny you brought up Danielle O'Toole too because she said she came on the show recently too um and she she's been on a couple times but she said yeah, if I if we had NIL when I played, I would have made bank. <laughs> I was like, totally. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so fun. Yeah, Daniel O'Toole is like one of my favorite people that I've met from Athletes Unlimited. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I do think it's pretty cool you made that parallel too from when she went from playing in San Diego and then to Arizona and then you did something similar with Fresno State Cal. I hadn't put that together, but you're absolutely right. That's such a cool parallel between you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. She definitely led the way. And then from there, I pretty much had my pick. I was like, yeah. thank you, Tuli. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the point, right? Like, she paved a path, just like you're doing. So that's perfect. Totally. Okay, cool. Well, last one is bat flips. Save her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a hard one. Like, I respect a good back bat flip but if anyone ever bat flip me i would have to rush the rush the home plate that i would literally be so salty i would think about it for the rest of my life probably if it was a terrible bat flip (laughs) you know what you shouldn't as a pitcher i'm just gonna say just don't don't pitch it where they can hit it 350 feet so that's also true yeah i'll i'd say if i was a batter i would be so disrespectful with bat flips i'll be flipping for everything so safe i say safe (laughs) that is very progressive thinking for a pitcher too i like that because a lot of pitchers immediately right are like no out no conversation but that that is progressive thinking 
Yeah, like, I wanna I wanna personally say out, but I wanna say safe just because I love like those moments where like big game, you see the girl bat flipping, nothing makes me go more wild. Unless I was yeah. the pitcher. It it depends. If I'm the pitcher, out. out. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not the pitcher, safe. Safe. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I totally get that, actually. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> like, I, I feel terrible for them, and I would personally cry every day after that, but safe. That makes the game so fun. <laughs> it does. It's hard to It's hard to argue that, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Even if you want to say out, you're like, people talk about it, though. You know? It makes it interesting. Yeah. So. I've always been called a really entertaining player throughout my entire like experience, and I've probably toned it down in college, but yeah, I'm totally the type of person that if a batter bat flipped me, like I would sit them down the next at bat and then like flip, backflip off of the field or something. Like I would do some, something That's, equally as like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pitchers like, hey, find an equivalent. I don't know if you could like flip your glove. I don't know if that's weird, but you know, like something. You could. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I would I would find a bat in the dugout and then flip it later or something. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey, it's fair. Oh my gosh, I totally love this podcast. This is so fun. You're so awesome (laughs) to talk to. Well, hey, right back at you times a million. Like I said, Safer Out is one of my favorite things about the show. It's just getting real a little bit, getting to know our guests better. And it's just fun. And I'll say it. I will say it. Season three of Believe in Softball is obviously safe. I've been, we've, we've been lucky to feel that way about both season one and season two. And then here to do it again in 2022. Because we've been on this journey together the last two and a half years. It's been really fulfilling to grow and stretch as softball does, as the world does, and as we do as people. And that is exactly the highlight, the people. So with that, let's transition to the last foul tip of the week. This week's foul tip is about communicating. As we head into the off season for the show, you obviously can't help but look back and just reflect a little bit. And when I think about all the guests that we've had on this year, you know, it's easy to notice a lot of themes, but one that was interesting to me, even if it was a little more subtle, is just how important communication is. When we're talking about coaches, for example, you know, they have to communicate with players and with the staff. Players have to communicate with each other, communicate with their coaches. The media has to communicate with their readers, their viewers, their subjects that they're covering. Even business folks and leaders, they're thinking about communicating with their audience or their customers, employees, board members that they may have to report to. And for all of them, though, you're communicating up, down, side to side with people around you from the smallest thing like calling a ball on the field to the biggest thing like potentially some life changing decisions. But I think there are layers to communication. It's not just an external thing, but it's internal, too. Because how can we be good at communicating with other people if we're not good at communicating with ourselves? A lot of the mental stuff that we've talked about on this show starts with how we're speaking to ourselves. Because we all do it. We all talk to ourselves. And there's a lot going on in our minds. And I think back, thinking about Aubrey Monroe and Daniel O'Toole and how they were talking about identity and just who they tell themselves that they are as they're figuring it out, especially in retirement and after the Olympics. Then there's people like Dot Richardson and Rhonda Ravel and Laura Berg who were trailblazers with the bravery that you had to have to be the first in a lot of things as players, but also having that bravery now to always keep learning 
no matter what they've accomplished in the past. Then Kelly Inouye Perez and Lonnie Alameda, just this ultimate level of buy-in that they have themselves and that they cultivate with their teams. And it leads to this manifestation, which for them has come in the shape of championships. Jessica Mendoza and Ramona Shelburne, you know, they are women in a male-dominated industry who aren't afraid to keep pushing the limits. Ramona talked about, we have to keep going, even though it's hard. Tori Tyson and Kamalani Dung, they were very honest about their struggles, but they also had this overwhelming gratitude for everything that they have been given and really earned in their life and the people that helped them do it. Tony Rico and Holly Pierce too, you know, they have an entire training program with the range and just a coaching philosophy for young players that is based on self-perception and self-talk. All this stuff starts internally because, you know, what everyone has in common is not only the belief in themselves and their values, but the ability to remind themselves of that. Again, we struggle sometimes. We all do. But to do what they do, they've had to figure out something in terms of how they talk to themselves. And it's about listening to ourselves too. You know, asking yourselves questions, checking in to see how you feel, recognizing your thought patterns, writing things down even to track that. Communication isn't just talking, it's listening too. Because when we're having a real conversation with somebody, you know, we have to do both. If we want that conversation to be any good, you know, we don't like people who won't stop talking and don't listen to us, right? But it's also not really that fun or interesting with somebody who listens a lot, but doesn't really say anything. You know, you have to engage. And the same goes for our conversations with ourselves. So it's something I'm thinking about and going to work on more this off season, just actively communicating and trying to make that communication high quality. So that's it. Communicate with yourself. That's the foul tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, part of the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. The show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, wherever you listen, including Believe.com. And you can watch the videos on YouTube, too. Now's a fantastic time to take a second and subscribe or follow the show on your favorite platform. If you haven't yet, definitely worth it. And if you liked it, rate the show and write a review too. would love it. Would love your feedback as we cook up future content and catch up on any episodes that you might have missed in the meantime. It's worth it. You know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Softball. It's B-L-E-A-V. And even though the show is taking some time off, you can still always reach out to me on Twitter at JennaBacera01 and Instagram at JennaBacera as well. Thank you so, so much for listening and viewing this entire season and the last three for the OGs out there. And as always, catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.